Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're spending a second consecutive week at Mark chapter 13, verses 24 through 27. Shortly before going to the cross, Jesus is delivering what has become known as his Olivet Discourse. In these verses, Jesus ties future events spoken about by prophecies in the Old Testament to his future second coming. Now, the disciples didn't figure out how all of this fit together until after Jesus was resurrected and the Holy Spirit came upon them to remind them about all that Jesus had said. They were expecting him to take his rightful place as king and to do it soon, because the Old Testament clearly taught that's what the Messiah would do. But now that Jesus was here, he was telling them he would be delivered up and crucified and die. Well, those things didn't fit together in their minds. And now Jesus is adding to the confusion by talking about all the things that still had to come to pass leading up to his taking his rightful place on the throne as king. Well, praise God, they did put it all together eventually and wrote it down for our edification. See how it all fits together this week. And here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, The Second Coming, Part 2. We come to um, Mark chapter 13, yet again this morning where we are nearing the end of Mark's record of what we call the Olivet Discourse. So named because Jesus spoke it on the Mount of Olives, he was answering a very specific question from his disciples. He had just predicted the total destruction of the temple, exactly as it came to pass in A.D. 70, and then they asked him this question, what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Now, they had a very specific expectation attached to that, and it was an accurate expectation. They expected the Messiah to come. That would end the age, the age where they were uh, oppressed and there would be the age to come, and that would be the kingdom. They were fully expecting that, and that's exactly right, except for a couple thousand years in between those two things that they did not yet fully understand. Well, the key event of the future, around which all the rest of this great discourse revolves, is Jesus' coming. His second coming. The word coming is used for a king at the moment of his arrival. And it's also used for the reign of the king after the arrival. And in both senses, it is true that he is coming again. Now, this second coming is what leads to Jesus setting up his kingdom on earth for 1,000 years. What we are studying now, and 
as I said last week, it, it's going to happen on one day in the future. It's taking eight days at Heritage Bible Church because we had to do a Sunday and the weekend between and another Sunday in order to, to wrap it up. But this is the end of what the Bible refers to as the 70th week of Daniel, or we often call it the tribulation, or sometimes the great tribulation, the final seven years before the coming of Jesus Christ to set up His kingdom. And we're wrapping up Jesus' description of it. So I'm going to use the same outline that we used last week because we didn't finish it, and we will um, uh, connect it today to uh, what comes next, and we'll be done with the second coming. First of all, we have the sequence of events revealed in this chapter. Then we have the phenomena surrounding His second coming, and then we'll see the gathering of His people in verse 27. So, a very quick review about the sequence of events. As we come to Mark 13, verse 24, He says, But in those days, after that tribulation, that's really specific, those days after that tribulation that I just told you about. Matthew even uh, tells us, as we put together all that he said, that's recorded in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he said that Jesus said immediately after the tribulation of those days. Well, what tribulation of what days? Well, you need to look at the context. He said, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars and all these things and false Christ. And he says, that's the, that's the beginning of the birth pangs. And then when the labor becomes really intense, there's a key moment for you uh, to watch out for. Mark chapter 13. I'll just pick out verses 14, 19, and 23. We've studied all of this, but these are uh, highlights. Verse 14. But when you see the abomination of desolation... Standing where it should not be. That's when the Antichrist um, uh, breaks his promises to Israel, stops the sacrifices that he's allowed to be resumed in the temple, and makes himself the object of worship there. He says, when you see that, standing where it should not be, let the reader understand. Remember how important that little parenthetical statement is? Jesus knew this would be written down, and it was for us, the readers, to understand this, to put all of this together. The men who were with him that night won't see this. We won't see this, but when this comes to pass, let the reader understand God's word has spelled this out. Then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains, and we explained that. You skip down to verse 19. For those days will be a time of tribulation such as has not occurred since the beginning of the creation which God created until now and never will. For all the awful things that have happened and are happening in the world, this will be completely unprecedented in its horror. And then verse 23, he says, but take heed, behold, I have told you everything in advance. Now, let the reader understand. 
We have to put these pieces together. Daniel 9, 24 through 27 is where that uh, 70 weeks or 490 years, it's 77s literally in the the Hebrew, um, that's the 490 years of prophetically significant history for Israel that God would finish up all of his promises to them. 483 of those have elapsed. There's a gap between the 69th and 70th week. That's the era in which we live, and this seven years is yet future. And from Jesus' words that we saw there in verse 19, this is going to be worse tribulation than ever. Um, Many have used the terminology, the great tribulation, to describe the last three and a half years of the tribulation before His coming. So some are kind of squashy on that. Some call the whole thing the great tribulation. I don't think it'll be so great myself, uh, but there will be great tribulation, and the last half is going to be absolutely beyond anything that has ever happened. We move on to the phenomena, and we jumped in to this last week, Mark chapter 13, verses 24 through 26. What will be the phenomena surrounding the second coming of Jesus? He says, but in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will be falling from heaven and the powers that are in the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. At the end of that 70th week of Daniel, just moments I don't know, maybe hours before Jesus Christ returns to earth, God is going to literally shake up the physical universe. The power of God, which has preserved the order of the universe so that we know where the skies, where, what the skies look like and where the, where the stars belong, He's going to tweak that a little bit. Oh, some of those laws will be temporarily suspended in some way that's going to cause terrifying phenomena on earth. Now think about this. We know from the book of Revelation that when Jesus returns, the scene to which he returns in Israel, before his feet touch down on the Mount of Olives, there are all these armies gathered for this great battle, and they're going to be gathered in the, the, the valley of Megiddo, hence Uh, Har Megiddo, the land of Megiddo, hence Armageddon, hence the battle of Armageddon. All these armies are going to be arrayed. They're about to put an end to this Jesus nonsense, they think. And understand, God will turn off all the lights. That's going to be a bit disconcerting. Going to shut off the sun. Will Will he turn off the sun and then reignite it? later, doesn't say, just put his hand over it, make it impossible to see. The moon's going to go out because it only reflects the the sun. There's no light in the moon uh, itself. And it's going to be terrifying. How terrifying? Remember again, I I showed you from Luke's uh, record of this in Luke 21, 25, and 26. He says, there will be signs in sun and moon and stars. He's going to let the stars be shaken from their location, probably a huge meteor shower on earth in the midst of that frightening darkness. And upon the earth, here's a great description, dismay among nations. 
I'm not exactly sure what international dismay is, but it's not good. They're going to be saying a collective, "Uh uh-oh, or what's this? They're going to be terrified. In perplexity, they will be in dismay among the nations. In perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting from fear. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.